if you have even been toying with Botox and getting Botox, this might push you over the edge. New study reviewed that the after effects of Botox injections among nearly 40,000 people undergoing the procedure for several different reasons uh, is that uh, scientists have discovered that injections into four different sites of the body of Botox led to significantly fewer cases of anxiety in comparison to patients using different non-Botox treatments for the same conditions. Now, uh, the results show that reports of anxiety dropped by 22 to 72 percent among Botox users receiving injections for four out of eight conditions. And these include, and this is a good one, injections into the facial muscle muscles for wrinkles, which, you know, we know that a lot of people have been taking advantage of Botox injections throughout this pandemic. Why? Because they're looking at themselves on Zoom and they're thinking, oh, I'm not representing very well. I don't feel that old. The facial head muscles for migraines, a lot of people have been using Botox for migraines for years, and the upper and lower limbs for spasms. Dr. Paul Cohen is a medical director at Rosedale Dermatology Clinic here in Toronto. Danny Stover, our fantastic producer, reached out to him, and he's agreed to join the show to talk about Botox and other cosmetic procedures that are gaining in popularity. Dr. Paul, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So um, does this shock you at all that people that are getting Botox injections might actually have uh, fewer cases of anxiety? Actually, it, it doesn't. So, you know, Botox has been around for at least over 30 years, multiple medical and cosmetic indications. And about 10 years ago, there was a study in the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology that noted that people who got Botox had less feelings of depression so the fact that now we're seeing less incidents of anxiety doesn't surprise me at all for, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, when people look better, they feel better, they feel less anxious about aging, they present themselves better. And also there's this sort of neurochemical reaction, you know, preventing people from frowning to the same degree might cause some neurochemical change in the brain that can alter mood or anxiety. So I think this makes a lot of sense and is really no surprise to me. So Botox is really turning that frown upside down. Exactly. exactly. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I know that a lot of people have, Botox really, especially uh, within my circle of girlfriends, I'm noticing more and more people coming forward and saying, yeah, so I've been doing it for years, it's not a big deal. It's becoming more commonplace with women getting Botox. Uh, what about men? Where are we at with men? Well, it's become much more socially acceptable, as you said, for people to admit that they're doing things to enhance their procedure. And similarly, men are getting much more on the bandwagon and are becoming much more open about about treating themselves and making themselves look younger, more relaxed and less tired. So it's become a huge trend for men to be getting involved in Botox fillers, all sorts of other cosmetic procedures. And there will probably be a point where the, the gap between the percentage of men and women will close uh, substantially. Dr. Cohen, I think we need to point out Botox is not without risk. It is a highly, uh, it's, it's a neurotoxin, right? It's, it's botulism. So uh, it's important to know what those risks are. What are the risks associated with it? Well, it's important that you find an experienced injector uh, because if it's placed improperly, you might get a temporary droop of an eyebrow, for example, or perhaps some facial asymmetry. Uh, if it's not injected by an experienced 
physician or, or nurse injector. Um, the nice thing about Botox is that the effects are reversible. Nobody wants to walk around for four months with a droopy eyelid, that's for sure. But the thing about Botox that can make people who are skeptical reassured is that the results are definitely reversible. But a lot of the complications, which are infrequent, can be avoided by having an injector who is highly experienced. Right. Make sure you are going to a reputable place to get uh, exactly uh, injected with Botox if that's something that you're deciding to do. Do you think this is going to cause an uptick in, in um, people coming in and booking with you? I, I think um, the, the amount of people coming in is, is really growing, especially through the pandemic. People, like you said, are on Zoom calls and they're noticing how they look on camera. People might have more expendable income because they're not traveling or going out. So, you know, in my practice and many of my colleagues, the amount of people coming in for Botox is growing. And there's also these younger patients coming for the preventative effect of Botox, where they get what we call a baby dose, where we don't let the muscles frown quite as intensely to prevent the, you know, the number 11s or the horizontal lines in the forehead or at the sides of the eyes. And, and Botox is now being used a lot for the lower face to make it look younger and more relaxed as well. Our producer, Danny, is uh, younger than I am. She has she doesn't have an 11 yet. She has a 1, as I like to call it. Is there, <laughs> is there any way to make Botox last longer? Well, there's uh, several Botox-like products or what we call neuromodulators on the, on the market. There's Allergan's Botox. There's Xeomin. There's Dysport. So these are all similar uh, chemicals that help make the face look younger. I think... In general, it's important that you, in addition to using neuromodulators, you, you have to take good care of your skin. If you want your skin to look young, you need to don't smoke. You need to wear sunscreen. You need to minimize sun exposure. You need to use good products for your skin, all to enhance the effect of your neuromodular like Botox. You know, Botox or Botox-like products, like Zeevin or Dysport, it's just one part of the picture. The whole, you really want to make your face look young, you want to prolong that great, fresh look, use good skincare products, use tons and tons of sunscreen, use antioxidants, mm -hmm. use vitamin C. All these things can help give your overall appearance a much more youthful and relaxed and refreshed appearance. You missed water. And drink a little water, and on occasion throw a little vodka with the water. You know, it depends <laughs> on what you're doing. But yeah, water's good. Hydration is good. Yeah, all good. It's a little early. It's eleven fourteen to be talking about the <laughs> vodka in the in the water glass. Let's uh, it's let's. Five o'clock somewhere. It is five o'clock somewhere. Somebody's jonesing to go on vacation. I think we can guess who that is, Doctor. Um, let's uh, just discuss this before I I let you go. I was reading about um, men becoming more interested in cosmetic surgery, uh, how uh, many different procedures do you do there? Do you get into like rhinoplasty at your clinic? So, you know, so as a dermatologist, I do a lot of things for facial rejuvenation, like like lasers, all okay. therapy, radiofrequency, injections, like dermal fillers. So um, I do see a, a lot of my patients going for rhinoplasty, nose jobs, for example, eyelid surgery, tummy tucks, but one of the commonest things that we're seeing in men now is jaw enhancement. So we're using dermal fillers to give the jaw a more square appearance. So that's become very popular because the dermal filler uh, companies have developed some products that are quite thick. 
and if you inject them onto the jawbone, can give a jaw a very nice square uh, masculine appearance. So that's become very popular among really? male patients. What happens if the filler's placed wrong by somebody that is not experienced and doesn't know what they're doing? How long do you have to deal with that? Because you say Botox can, it wears off within about, what did exactly. you say, four months? Exactly. Uh, four or five months. So the fillers are not, there are certain different types of dermal fillers, but most of them are not permanent. Um, some of them last from six months to a year to two years. However, if they shift or if they're placed inappropriately, you can dissolve most of them. There's a something called hyaluronidase. So sometimes if somebody gets a little lump or bump uh, in the area and it, they don't like the appearance of it, you can actually dissolve the filler to some extent. And it's the same product that people have been injecting in their lips for, for many years. But again, we've developed, the companies have developed thicker products that can be injected onto jaw lines and into the corner of the jaw to give men, for example, a very nice square masculine jaw. And if again, you like that sort of thing, if you like that sort of thing, and um, it uh, can, if it's placed inappropriately, uh, there is some remedy to some extent. Again, important to find an experienced injector to try to mitigate any uh, side effects. Dr. Cohen, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us. I think it's a, an interesting story, and I think uh, you're probably going to be getting a lot more bookings. Are you guys uh, pretty much booked into the new year? Yeah, crazy busy, thankfully. And uh, people, as you said, that these Zoom meetings, people are really taking a lot of looks at how they look on camera, and, and it's getting people to just to spruce up their look. And it's important, you know, wear your sunscreen, drink your water, take good care of yourself, and I hope you have a happy and healthy New Year. All right, same to you. Have yourself a good day. Dr. Paul Cohen is a medical director at the Rosedale Dermatology Clinic here in Toronto. And we were talking about the story about Botox and how uh, they've done some research and found that uh, people that get Botox talks tend to have uh, less anxiety. I guess so, because you, you can't see your lines and you don't, you're not aware of your worry. Maybe that's part of it. Um, but guys, I was doing a little bit of investigation here. Uh, and what I mean by that is I was reading an article that Danny found for me about what guys are doing. And not only are they doing uh, dermal fillers like the doctor just mentioned, and but they're also uh, reducing their breasts. That's a biggie. Like Gord, that's a biggie for men, right? Like the overdeveloped breast tissue, the moves that men sometimes have. They're called pecs, Kelly. Uh, the pecs that sometimes men have. Some people are doing pec reductions. Thank you, Gord, for setting me straight. I appreciate that. Um, other people are uh, that are guys getting into plastic surgery, uh, facelifts. Some of them are, did I mention rhinoplasty, liposuction? Here's the weirdest one. You ready for this one? Because I don't know if you are. Oh. It's called swag. And, uh, without it, it, put your ear muffs on your kids right now. Essentially, it's a non-surgical injectable filler that increases the width and girth of the penile area. Oh no. I kid you not. And basically, they say enhancements to length tend to be more invasive. You don't say. They gradually decrease over the course of two years, but Patients can maintain them in the meantime with supplemental injections. And they say this, the doctor that does the swagging says it's a 20 to 30 minute procedure, provides immediate results, 
but the filler does expand, so patients can expect final results after one to two weeks. They can expect substantial improvement in girth. He encourages the patient massages the area while the product is settling. You don't say. Oh, boy. Well, that's not too much of a stretch. <laughs>